Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Dish with Pepper with me, Pepper Persley. I'm excited to be joined by the founder of Girls Talk Sports TV, Christina Williams. And before we get started, Christina, I just want to thank you for all the work that you do. You're one of the people who inspires me in media coverage, especially in sports. And it's really great to have you on the podcast. It's such a pleasure to be here, Pepper. Look, I'm so proud of you and all of the work that you've been doing at such a young age. And you inspire me too, Pepper. So uh, keep doing amazing work. And I'm so happy to be here with you. Uh, thank you. All right. So I want to start off by asking you why you have such a focus on covering uh, women's sports and how you kind of founded Girls Talk Sports TV. Yeah. So I am super passionate about women's sports because from an early age, I recognized the inequity in terms of opportunities for young girls and women in sport. When I was in middle school, actually, I remember wanting to play basketball and there not being a, team, a girls team available. And so at that young age of 10, I you know, advocated and pushed and pushed and pushed for there to be a girls team. Because at that age, I was told, you can be a cheerleader. And I was like, I don't want to be a cheerleader. I want to play basketball. So just recognizing um, the that there were less opportunities for young girls or, or women at that young age um, really inspired me. And so my involvement with sport just evolved as I got older. Um, played varsity in high school. And then when I got to college, I really wanted to stick to the storytelling side of things. And so um, just recognizing that less than 4% of all media coverage is allocated to women's sports. And then less than 2% of all newsrooms, sports newsrooms are filled with people that look like me. So just from the inequality in coverage and, and the lack of representation, you know, that lit a fire in me to want to be the change that I want to see. Hmm. I love that. It's it's so cool getting to hear stories like that because not only is it inspiring, but like kind of reminds me of like how I got my start, you know, because obviously there's a lot more opportunities for me now. I mean, I'm playing on AU girls basketball teams. There's teams at my school. So I have a lot more opportunities, but I still, yeah. it's, it's still frustrating to see the lack of coverage that the WNBA gets. And so being a part of that is definitely important. Yeah, absolutely. And like for me, I grew up in Harlem, New York. And so like it wasn't abnormal for me to see girls or women participating in sport. Like I always tell the story of Shannon Bobbitt, like growing up in Harlem, you would hear stories about how amazing this girl would play in the neighborhood and how she would beat all the boys and participate in street tournaments. And so I just remember like being able to see her, like because she would play across the street from where I grew up, just seeing her dominate the neighborhood. And then she went on to play at Tennessee with Candace Parker went on to get drafted by the Sparks and had a WNBA career, but just if you can see it, you can be it. And so I always use that as an example of how far basketball can take you, whether you're on the court or off the court. Yeah, I love that. I live in Harlem too, so. Yay. <laughs> Welcome to Harlem. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so diving into the WNBA season, just what are some of the storylines that you're focused on covering? Yeah, there's lots of exciting storylines to cover in the 27th season of the WNBA, uh, particularly 
I love that Brittany Griner is back and there's a huge focus, not only on her returning as a player, but her advocacy work that she's going to continue to do um, just as an athlete and using her platform. Uh, I love, I think basketball is better with BG, right? So like just seeing her back, uh, I love following the Washington Mystics as they look to get a second championship. I remember in 2019 when they won and Elena Deladon played with three herniated discs in her back. And we didn't even know that until like, after they won, but just seeing her road to rehab recovery and just being back to like her normal self, the EDD that we know and love, uh, I think that that makes for exciting basketball and just just all the competition throughout the league. Free agency was wild this year, and so just being able to see like all of these new teams and, and new talent, the rookies that are coming in, there's lots of things to be excited for in this season of the WNBA. Yeah, absolutely. All right, specifically for players, are there any, I mean, you mentioned BG and EDD, but any other like underrated players that you're looking out for this season that you think could have a big impact? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call BG or ED underrated. They both are champions and, you know, have their accolades. But uh, a few players that I'm, I'm looking out for, Shakira Austin, I think in the first few games, she's definitely impressed um, in her second year as a WNBA player, I know that she went overseas and got a little bit more experience, and I, I love to see that growth. Lexi Hall is someone that I watched at Athletes Unlimited. I had an opportunity to be at AU in Dallas this past season and uh, co-host a show for them. So really seeing the development of the athletes who played at Athletes Unlimited, like Lexi Hall, um, you know, she told me in the offseason she wanted to become better on the offensive end because we know how great she is as a defensive player. And so just to see her work on that in the offseason and see how it bears with the Indiana Fever roster, we can't talk players without talking, you know, the, the newbies like Aaliyah Boston and Diamond Miller, Jordan Horston, who's in Seattle, um, as well. So looking forward to see um, how the rookies from college to the pros, how they transition into the league as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's obviously every single player in this league is deserving of coverage, but I mean, yeah. those are some good players to look out for. All right. And so you mentioned uh, free agency being crazy this year, especially with the building of what we're kind of calling super teams now. Um, mm -hmm. So just wondering if you could break down first the Aces and then our hometown Liberty. Yeah, absolutely. So the Aces are looking to run it back. Um, they're pursuing, you know, a back-to-back championship, something that hasn't been done in over 20 years. Uh, in the WNBA, the last team to do that was the Sparks in the early 2000s. So, you know, this is a major thing that they could accomplish. Um, they go into this season, obviously, with Becky Hammond as their head coach. She was coach of the year last year. But in free agency, they added pieces. I think last season, a lot of talks was about how the Aces lacked depth on their bench. And so they went out, they acquired Candace Parker. Uh, they also acquired players like Alicia Clark and Kayla George, who can help uh, kind of even the load in terms of, you know, that depth talk that people were saying that they lacked last season. So they have a really strong unit. They're already four and O in second week of play. And so they are looking extremely dominant. And then you have players that are all returning and uh, the core roster who have signed extensions. And so that core roster with Asia Wilson, Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, Jackie Young, you know, that chemistry is already there and built. And so they are, I think that they will dominate this season. I love seeing Kelsey Plum and Jackie Young remind people why they were number one picks as well. And Chelsea Gray getting that respect that she deserves. We know Asia Wilson is 
the greatest player right now in the league. And so just seeing like some of these players get the respect that they deserve, that they deserve um, it makes for exciting basketball. And then, of course, on the East Coast, uh, we have the New York Liberty. Um, and I know going into free agency, the team really wanted to field a roster that can compete for a championship. And so, of course, you had to do some additions by subtractions. And so some fan favorites like Didi Richards and Michaela Onyenwede, you know, they were traded or waived in the offseason. And, and then they added some people like Brianna Stewart, who is another great player, you know, and Courtney Vandersloot, Caleb Thornton, John Paul Jones. And so the Liberty definitely got stronger, as I said, addition by subtraction. Um, Jonathan Cole, I think he did an amazing job in free agency and acquiring these pieces and making the math work uh, to fit that roster because we know how hard it is to do that in the WNBA to, you know, create a team where you have 11 to 12 players strong. And so I think the Liberty has what it takes, but being in training camp, uh, you know, the players have told me that the main focus would be on-court chemistry early on, and we saw how that um, has played an impact through their first few games, uh, but they're 2-0 at home, which is is so dope. <laughs> Stewie had an amazing performance in her first game at the Barclays, 45 points. Uh, I think that as they continue to build that chemistry and find their spots on the floor, that this is going to be a really great team once they get into their rhythm. They have Sandy Brondello, who you know, as a championship-minded coach, a great staff. And so I, I'm looking forward to seeing these two teams. But, you know, then there's the Connecticut Sun and, and the Washington Mystics as well, who people are not necessarily talking about. But I would consider them super teams as well. Yeah, because, I mean, especially for, like, like the Aces, obviously, but also for the Mystics and the Sun, they have, like, <laughs> more players who, you know, they have a lot more chemistry and camaraderie than maybe the Liberty have at this point, because since they have a lot of new pieces coming in, and, you know, you mentioned them being 2-0 at home, and I've just seen so many fans show up to the games. I've been at both games at Barclays, and it's really it's really exciting because the fans are really excited about this team, clearly, which is awesome mm -hmm. for, I think, the city, and it's awesome for the W as well. Absolutely. And I, I love like there's I'm from New York. So, you know, Pepper, I'm going to rep through and through. I just love the energy that the New York fans bring and how excited they are. And yeah, like we have some great players um, that are worth watching. So I love seeing the growth as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'm wondering if you can give me any predictions, whether that's for MVP championships, anything you want to give me. Ooh, oh my goodness. All right, predictions. Let's see. Mm, okay, so for champions, championship, I'm gonna go with the home team because look, sometimes we can see instances where teams can be really great in the regular season, but when playoffs come, it's different script. We saw that with the Chicago team, remember when they got bounced in the in the playoffs in the semifinals last year. And so I think that playoffs kind of will reset that mentality mindset for a lot of teams, like although a team could be successful, but the Aces are right there. It's really theirs to lose. Um, they're starting out pretty dominant, um, but I think it'll ultimately come down to rosters, who, who's available, who's healthy throughout this season, um, the chemistry and, and the gameplay as well. And so I'm excited for that. And then rookie of the year, there are lots of talented rookies who are making an immediate impact. And like, we're only in week two. So it's 
hard to put my finger on like who would be a rookie of the year type player. But Aaliyah Boston has definitely impressed, although the fever has not had a winning record in the first few games. I also like seeing Zaya Cook and in, in how the, in the minute she's playing in Los Angeles and the impact she's making on both ends of the floor. And so, yeah, I, I would say any of those two uh, just immediately it comes to mind. Um, defensive player of the year. I think, I think, hmm, that's a hard one. I'm going to go, that's a hard one. I'm going to come back to that one. <laughs> But most most improved, um, hmm. it's only the first week. I have to wait until like mid-season to give you a little bit more predictions. Okay. But I'll, I'll give you the championship and, and the rookie of the year. Okay. All right. Uh, maybe I'll have you back on the pot. We can talk <laughs> a little bit later. Um, all right. So I'm just curious, uh, do you have any upcoming projects that you can tell us about and where everybody can find you and follow your work? Yes. So actually, I am a uh, rotating uh, contributor for MSG Networks. So you can find me on that platform. I usually appear on Thursdays. My next appearance is in June, late June. So um, I'll be on MSG Networks across all of their sports betting platforms. And, you know, I provide inside analysis uh, across their platforms about the WNBA and the storylines to follow. And so that's super exciting. So tune into the betting exchange and the better half hour on MSG. Um, I'm also working on relaunching the Women's Sports Wednesday live audio show. Last year and the year before it was with Spotify, but just found a new distributor that will be announced a little bit later. Um, so I'm super excited to bring back Women's Sports Wednesday uh, during the season as well. And that's pretty much it that I can think of off the top of my head. But um, those are the projects that I'm working on. All right, awesome. And then where can everybody find you in terms of like social media um, and, and all of your coverage and stuff? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter for all the latest breaking news at Christina. That's Christina with a K-H, not a C-H. And then you can follow Girls sports.tv on Instagram just for your daily news and updates on all things WNBA. All right, awesome. And my last question for you, my last question for every guest I have is just kind of what advice do you have for the next generation of female athletes and uh, uh, women in, in this business? So my advice that I have for the next generation is to just get started. I think I always say this in like every interview, but seriously, you don't need a lot to pursue your passions. You can use literally what's in your hand and, and just get started and take that first step. You don't have to have it all together. That's literally how in my media platform. I was like, okay, I have a phone, I have you know technology and I can just get started and everything else will be added. And also don't let people box you in or or tell you that you're not deserving to be in this space. This space is uh, big enough for everyone to thrive in. Um, it's big enough for everyone to contribute and, and we should welcome that. Um, and yeah, just don't let anyone knock you off your path. Find what you're passionate about and make it your purpose and continue pursuing that no matter what. Keep a tunnel vision. <laughs> I love that. All right. Thank you, Christina, so much for, for joining me. And again, for all the amazing work that you do. And I 
pretty sure I'll see you around, but I hope everybody will tune into all of the work that you're doing as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Pepper, for having me again. I'm so proud of you and the work that you're doing. Your voice is so necessary in the work that you're doing. So keep doing you, Pepper. Thank you again to Christina for joining me. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Pepper Pursley and on Twitter at Team Pursley. Thank you all for tuning in. And make sure you watch at least WNB one WNBA game this season because the league is amazing. And I hope you will watch. Thank you all for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the pod.